1: Personal responsibility,
2: political accountability, and corporate culpability. Get, 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 get up,
1: get up, get up, get up, get up, We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person, a child. Is. Get up, get up.
2: Get up. get up, get up, get up, get
3: up, get up. Why does a pessimist
4: see a glass half empty, but an optimist see a glass half full? Are we lost into regressive
3: mentality by change unseen? If you try to fail and then succeed, which have you done? Do you ask enough questions or do you settle for what you know? The only questions that really matter are the ones you ask yourself. Welcome to Mental Dialogue. All I ask
0: is that you think, think, think.
1: I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of Intelligent Radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, truth seekers. This is our Conversation with Smart People series, and I am pleased to have on a real live super Miss Dia, thank you, Queen, for being on with us. How are you doing this morning? Say good morning to all the truth seekers.
4: Good day to y'all. Thank you so much for having me on. I, um, I it is an honor. Look, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs>
1: I want you to be. I want you to be because you got to step up to the plate. But you're a super hero, and I got a, a a a brand new intro. This conversation with Smart People series. Well the truth seekers know I like to bring on people that they may not know as well, but you, you gotta live up you gotta mm-hmm. live up to the standard of being very intelligent. But what I decided to do, <laughs> I'm about to make you even more nervous because I'm Uh-oh. bringing you on as the first ever guest. With a theme song. So the superheroes oh. must have a theme song. So if, yeah, that's how we about to rock it. So if you out there listening to Truth Seekers, we about to go a place we've never gone before on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, before she give us her background, Ms. Dia, that's who we have on for this morning's <laughs> smart conversation with smart people. Uh, obviously, she being a person over this first hour. Uh, but before we let her give us her background, so y'all know who we talking to, let me open her up with her own very own theme song. Uh, I think she'll yeah. appreciate this. <laughs> here we go, two Seekers. Y'all, let me know how we do after the show. I go ahead and open this thing up for Miss Deer Here you go, Queen. This your this your theme superhero uh, music. All right. Come on
4: with it. I'm smiling <laughs> All right,
1: here we go. Just a little taste. Okay.
2: Ah, I want <laughs> Hey. No. You yeah, well, do do no. sit down do it, do it, do it Queen? Yeah,
1: what,
2: what up, Joe? There it is. <laughs> yes, sir. For
1: all you, uh, you know, for all you Detroit Atlantians that's all in the building,
2: what up uh, out? Yeah,
1: absolutely, I love absolutely. It. So with that said, with that said, with your own theme music, Miss D, if you will, tell my hey. two seekers that are out there listening this morning a little bit about yourself, and you know, let them know. You know, how we hit them with the Jay Diller this morning, because I know that's near and dear to your heart as I've come to follow you over the years here in the ATL. But, again, let these truth seekers know yeah. a little bit about yourself, as you are a, w- a woman of many talents, that real black girl magic, if you will. Go ahead, Queen.
4: Oh, thank you, Reverend. Well, um, you know, as I'm a born and raised in Detroit, so I am a Detroit gal Um after high school, I ended up going to Western Michigan, which is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, so a couple of hours away. And I um, I ended up getting my, well, I did a dual degree in organizational communications and Africana studies. Um, but while there, my first year, I started doing a radio show. And um, and it was interesting because, you know, first I started doing it just because I love music. i was all, always been crazy over music, since a little girl, like, super, super crazy over music. Um but, you know, I started doing it just because, you know, my love for music and stuff, and um, and then, you know, as I began to learn a little bit more and understand exactly what music was for our people and stuff, um, it became like, okay, this is this is what I'm contributing to, you know, to the, the Kalamazoo area as far as doing something of service, because, um, you know, I really began to see how, you know, depending on what people were listening to, that kind of it, it really reflected in their actions. So where I was doing a show where we were only playing kind of, you know, your fun songs and all that, you know, I I started putting in more of like your Talib Kweli and most deaf and everything, and the conversations began to change itself. So long story short, I started doing radio, um, you know, back shoot like 99, and uh, I've been doing a program ever since then. I absolutely love media. I love music. Um, I'm also a spoken word artist and poet. And um what else? Promote a couple events here and there. <laughs> well, no, I'm. You got your own business. Uncle like,
1: Pro Negro is how I met you. <laughs> yes,
4: yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. With the family, with the family. Many people know uh, us as the Initiators Gift Shop. We um, were in Cumberland Mall for 18 years. Um, my aunt and uncle opened up the store, you know, some years ago, and it's pretty much just a collective of us that uh, you know, hand do handcrafted um, products and gifts and things like that. So, you know, just uh, and artistic little little girl from Detroit
1: (laughs) hey now I love it and um, speaking of radio I was fortunate enough uh, to be featured on your show the show ATL just the other night Unfortunately, wasn't able to rock with you, but I thank you for allowing myself to come on and highlight the mental dialogue live experience that we just had last night. You know, I I got years. I've been I'm trying to get you there. I'm trying to get you there. So I got you know I got to open the show. I'm happy to get you on. I'm glad to do this. Thank you for letting me come on the show. But I definitely want you to come and get a chance to experience the live experience with us. But again, thank you for uh, allowing me to. Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for allowing me to be on the show, ATL. And, you know, and your peaks held it down, so that just speaks to your thoroughness uh, in in the sense that not only did I get to highlight uh, the event, but we ended up, you know, getting into some of the, you know, current topics. Um, Then I figured, you know, you and I could chop it up a little bit about that. Again, I want people to understand. I bring on intelligent people to this show, and I know we ended up chopping up a little bit about the Jay-Z situation. There's a lot of places that could go. Uh, We got about a minute and a half before break, but just – um, since so I didn't get a chance to hear your thoughts on the situation with Jay Z and I think we, and then we actually learned a little bit uh since the, the show the other night, which was uh we ended up talking about uh the idea that Jay Z had called J D on that whole NFL situation saying, Hey, don't do the deal and J D has now come out and said, No, that's not how that conversation went. So we didn't have that information the other night. But just a quick yeah. thought from you, um, how did you see that you know, hold that situation um the other night. Just again just to get a highlight of how you see some current issues that are out there on the table.
4: But honestly with this Jay Z situation, I'm just kinda wanting to sit back and see how it all unfolds. You Because know? it's one of those mm. things where it's like, you know, uh we we just don't know. It doesn't look the greatest, but um I, I don't know. A part of me still have a little faith in him that, you know, he wouldn't just be that much of a sucker. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of sit back and see how it unfolds. Uh, yeah, I feel you yeah. on that. I'm sorry, I don't you know, and I'll reach
1: it. No, no, that's absolutely. I respect it. I we ended up touching it last Saturday just to throw it out there, and I I didn't plan to because. I I personally didn't see it as a, a major issue, but obviously it blew up and um, you know, we felt like we dealt with it in some ways that maybe it we wasn't currently talked about, you know, within the media. But I feel I feel you in that sense that I, I actually do personally believe the 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 brother the king has a has a has a track record where we could at least give him that much, right? A wait and see uh, uh, approach. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But we, yeah, but with yeah, with that said, let's go to a a quick first break and again a tribute to this superhero. Uh we'll be highlighting some, some Jay Dilla music uh, throughout and we'll hey. definitely get into a love for Jay Dilla and why and why that is the case. But with that said let's let's take care of our sponsors and one of our sponsors is B champs and we'll be right back. All I ask is that you think did you know that fifty three percent of violent crimes against individuals occur between six A. M. and six PM That's over half during the daylight hours. What would you do if someone threatens you with the weapon? Don't get caught unprepared. Call your personal safety experts, B-Champs, for their street smart training. If you are a business owner, did you know that businesses are losing over $36 billion annually because their employees are victimized by violence? And over 80% of the violence takes place in parking lots and garages. In many instances, the perpetrator could have easily been warded off with B-Champs, street smart training. So whether you are a small private group or a large business, B-Champs offers a personal safety program to fit your needs. Contact them directly at 770-643-1286. Get that number is 770-643-1286. Or visit their website at b-champsllc.com.
2: You. You're good, Queen, Rock right with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay, I thought I was going to
1: Nah, you good, Queen? We keep you live through it, cause we keep you short, keep it yeah, sweet.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but love, 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 like, love, love like this. boy right there. Yes,
1: sir. Everybody mm-hmm. know that amazing song, but I don't know if everybody understands the power of a Jay Dilla. We unfortunately lost some years ago and I know Jay Diller is near and heart to all Detroit residents but again known throughout the hip hop community and so Queen if you will again you know thank you for being on with us as a part of our conversation with smart people if you're just now tuning in we have on radio personality amongst many of things a super shero, as I call her Miss Dia uh, you know out of Detroit hey, and again, just highlighting yep highlighting Jay Diller from the standpoint again I have followed you around the ATL over the years and I know um, you've played a role in playing tribute um, to that king, again, again, who we unfortunately lost. If I remember correctly, and you can correct me if i wrong, I think it may have been, was it Lucas that we lost Jay Dillard to? Or? Yeah, yep,
4: yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Cases yep. So, yeah, absolutely. So I know Not- you've, um, you in a sense, paid tribute, raised money, and things of that nature. And so I just think it's only right, right? first time we have you on, you know, we let you kind of speak about it because I think it's an opportunity for people to really understand two things, in my opinion, the power of hip-hop and mm-hmm. and how it can connect to the community because Jay Dillon is you know, I would say, in some people's opinion, I'm pretty sure in Detroit's the opinion, he may be the, you know, number one producer of all time but if you know Dr. Dre and D- DJ Premier who are typically considered the top two producers, you know, to a certain extent within hip-hop, uh, Jay Diller will fall right next to them in most people's if you, you will know, rankings of producer if not one two or three but with that said Queen I'll let you mm-hmm. kind of just dig in where you want to fit in when it comes to again to, uh, a, a brother who you constantly are honoring
4: Dog, you know what's so funny so you say that you know all of Detroit uh, knows them and stuff like that and, um, and that's really not true and you know when I okay. first uh, I was first introduced to his music um, in college, but it was at the time when I wasn't really listening to like you know your Slum Village and your and your most and common and all that stuff. You know I was partying, I was having fun, but what I didn't know at the time was how close are, um closely connected our families were. Like my um, my okay. grandmother passed when my my mom was like six or seven years old. She was really young. And our families were so close that like my uncles and stuff went and lived with the Yancey family. I I mean, with, um, with Maureen, you know, um, I'm sorry, Yancey is her, um, husband's name, but with, you know, his mom's family and uncles and stuff like that. And after he passed, you know, I, um, at the time, his uncle Herm and his aunt, they were both living here in Atlanta and, um, You know, I got word that his uncle was putting together a walk, so I'm like, oh, shoot, let me get involved, because it was, like, right after he passed, I started really listening to, like, all of his music and stuff, and it just blew my mind. I'm like, how do do we not know, as Detroiters, you know, that, that... one of us produced all this music. Like, how do we not know this? So I started digging mm-hmm. really heavy and started getting just as involved as I possibly could. And um so I met with his um with his uncle and it was so funny because he was looking at me one day and he was just staring, he was like, Hey, where are your family from and I'm like, b Wick So <laughs> As soon as I said the street okay. he just started calling out all my family's names, except my mom and aunt and everything. And you know, and after that it was just like it was a I don't know. It was just, like, my duty. I felt like it was my duty, like, okay, we're going to make sure not only that people, um, you know, know of Dilla, but make sure that people know of, like, that sound and connect back with music and um, and support his family. Because a lot of times, you know, we claim to love these artists and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the families have to continue living. Like, he still have daughters. And, and for all the time that,
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, you know, all of his music was kind of, um, you know, some some – Drama, little drama, whatever you want to say, or like surrounding his music. I felt like, you know, as a community, we need to make sure that his daughters and stuff they they go for nothing, you know, that they want for nothing. So, um, so, yeah, so, you know, anytime I'm in Detroit, I go to Dilla's Delights, which is the donut shop that his uncle opened.
3: Mm-hmm. It's right
4: downtown Detroit. It's amazing just seeing him, seeing him work as hard as he, I, listen, we go in there at like 7 p.m. and start making donuts, and we're not done until about six, five, six 5, o'clock in the morning. And so, to see every day this man go in there making donuts, you know, and be able to go to a place that's representing Jay Dilla and and playing, you know, good music while in there. It's just a beautiful thing. So I do encourage everyone to please, if ever you're in Detroit, stop by Dilla's Delight. Uh, The family have, you know, the uh, nonprofit, which is a James Do Yancey Foundation, and they're doing a lot for, you know, young people um, and, and a lot, uh, and just in the community and the art and the independent scene, and the independent music scene, stuff, so helping a lot of artists, you know, get, get good beats or, um, you know, just, it, it's just a beautiful thing. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I get a little emotional no, when I talk about. You
1: no, know, I respect stuff. it. Yeah. No, I respect it. And so, I wanted you to deliver it, you know, just like that because I do respect it. Also, for anybody out there listening, if you're not familiar with Jay Diller, you are and just don't know it yet. If Just especially if you it. care yep. anything, yeah, if you care about hip hop and you know hearing me speak about it or hearing Miss Dia speak about it, uh, again, I I don't loosely say he's top five all the time, you know, when it comes to mm-hmm. producer for those who like to for those of us who like to do lists, list, you know, of that nature to yes. do uh, the, the is behind say this? so many of. Me. Oh yeah, please go ahead, Queen, jump in
4: uh uh-uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I thought you were on um, pause. No, no, you're fine. I, I did, I I never just,
1: mind it. Please, finish. Okay. Yeah, please, go jump in. Okay.
4: <laughs> I do want to just elaborate just a little bit more on when I was saying how a lot of people in Detroit aren't familiar with him. Now, over the, you know, maybe like the last four or five years, uh, he's become way more familiar in the city because of the Dilla Day and things like that. But I um I – Say this, and any of them listening or ever hear me talk about it, I absolutely do not care. It it bothers the life out of me that we can produce a Jay Dilla, but the only time we hear Slum Village on Detroit radio is when one of them passed away. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe right. during Dilla weekend. Right. So, you know, so um I charge our radio stations, whether it's Detroit radio stations want to play Dilla, I don't care where you are from, but make sure that you support your local talent because there's no way in the world that every Detroit young person that's familiar that's into hip hop, you know, that they shouldn't know who that J- who Jay Dilla is. So, um I again, you know, say that's the radio's fault. So radio get your stuff together. <laughs>
1: Definitely. No, that's a beautiful charge. Let's let's see, let's dig into that a little bit because the unfortunate reality, um, and you've been in radio much longer than me. And I, I I love music, similar to you. When you were telling me your story, your love of music, it just reminded me of myself and. A lot of people know how much I love music as well and and in a since i never I, I started even this talk show actually on an on the air station uh some years ago, took a tip that that show went under, and I got caught the bug and so I've been trying to do talk radio at least you know via the internet uh for a long time now, but with that said, um yeah. talking about when you say supporting local artists that's just that's something to dig into for any of our music lovers out there, especially again, this thing called hip hop. The reality is, unfortunately, that is not uncommon for artist to have to go outside of where they're from to get known before mm-hmm. even where they're from, you know, comes to recognize them. And, again, you're talking about, in a sense, the power that be within the, the radio who obviously has had, a, you know, for a long time a lot of power over what we've listened to or what we've come to like. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in this age, had you know, had Jay Dealer come along in this age, he would have easily been well-known with the, uh you know, in a sense with the, the advent of the Internet from the standpoint that, yeah. you, you know, you can go outside of the system. So he would, he would have gotten his proper due. Again, that's not the reality. He came along before that. And he also came along – at a time before even DJs were signing their tracks, per se, right? So he was really coming, you know, out of that. You know what I mean? You knew the artists, and only lovers of the game that opened up and read linear notes came to know who some of the top. You you kept seeing these recurring names, and you kept saying, okay, if my favorite artist would keep using this person, Okay, and then you started, you so you had to love the music to figure out a producer's sound because they did not, you know, they did not tag the beat before the song started, like, you know, again, which is, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, it's actually a smart thing for producers to do, but again, that that brother, that king came along before that, and if I if you will, I'll even say, that at least again, I don't know the man, but just listening to the artists and, you know, obviously the Quest loves of the world who definitely would rate him number one of all time and there's no close second to a quest love, right? they deal is is his guy. You know what I'm saying? But with that said, um, you know, he, it to the, you know, their view of him was in a sense this that humble, great at his craft mm-hmm. kind of person who just carried it like that. And so uh, that that pl- probably played a role in you know in a sense of them not coming you know coming as known as well, just to throw that out okay. there, but the last thing I'll say, and just want to hear your thoughts on this is um it is very common for people to have to go outside Atlanta really, based on my time in the mm-hmm. music industry, was one of the first places to truly support local artists in a way that most radio markets really have never have. Atlanta has made that unique. I think some stations may be doing more of it now, but it was one of the first markets to, if something was bubbling on the streets in ATL, those program directors would pull it to the radio and most program directors are afraid of that. So that's the unfortunate mm-hmm. reason why you're probably still experiencing the very thing you know you're talking about. But you've been in radio much longer than me, so I definitely would kind of hear your get your three cents on that being a reality, really around the country for a lot of artists. Unfortunately,
4: yeah. Oh yeah, it's it, to me, it's one of the most. Um, and just being real with you, it's one of the most weak. It's it, it's beyond weak to me to know that you have all of these radio stations that, you know, are filled with people of color, filled with black folks. And, and you know, they know what this music means to us and stuff, and to know that um, you know, they aren't supporting or aren't they aren't bucking, you know, because we'll talk with them, and many of them, man, we can't play this, or we can't, you know, we, we have a strict playlist, we have to stick by stuff. Well, how are you not bucking? How, how how who how can somebody tell you, I'm gonna give you all this music, most of it's whack, most of it's telling your children to kill somebody or either sleep with every girl in the world and all that and you are not bucking. So, you know, it's to me it's one of the major things that we have to start focusing on and really addressing because it's music and we can't play around with this music. We wonder why our babies out here are wild the way they are and stuff. You know, it's a, and, and although we had crazy music growing up, we had balance and we're not giving this right. balance, you know, with our to our radio. Um so it's something that we should be concerned with. And and to me, it's not enough to just say I'm supporting local artists or I'm supporting independent artists. It's what kind of artists are you supporting? Because you can be supporting local artists, local independent artists all day long, but if their sound and their message is the same thing as this commercial stuff, then it's like, yeah, you you know, really are you supporting independent artists or, you know, you're probably getting something on the table for it, you know. So it's one of those things where um, I think we really need to start holding our radio stations more accountable like there's no way in the world that you know even when you talk atlanta and independent artists and stuff some of the dope mcs like yo you know your jaws of life your uh, four eyes, mm-hmm. you know, even with five eyes, but even, even, you know what's funny? And I tell people this all the time. I say, you know, because people ask me all the time, like, why do haven't you gone to commercial radio? And I'm like, first off, I'm gonna be fired by the end of the day because like, <laughs> then, I know me, I know me. Like you can't, you gonna can't go in that bucket? Later. Like you talking about going in there I'm that bucket? Go in there bucket first. First
2: date
4: organizing. You know what I'm saying? But for real, like there's no way in the world. That's why I love WRG, you know, the way I do. Um, because for us to be in Atlanta and, you know, you have a, a Cujo or a T them drop an album and, your radio station, if it's not Goody Mob, for, you know, as a group, even if it's Goody Mob, because they don't really be playing, they ain't really playing any of the new they don't even really play, they that's don't play re- new, uh, Big Boy, how the hell you not play new Big Boy like that, you know? And that, so, hey, so hey, that yeah, last album,
1: classic, and nobody knows, Fire. even in the age. that's because real.
4: Atlanta Radio play is not playing it. Come on! How in the how in the world does a big boy? How in the world do you have goody mob you know, put albums out and you can't get FM radio stations to play this? Don't talk to me about no. You the people of the streets of the community of the city. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. I don't respect any of them. I don't. To, me, to be totally honest, I don't respect them because there's no way in the world anybody could tell me, "Hey, you can't slide in that new big boy." when big boy put an album out and i'm in atlanta how disrespectful is that to the culture to the people yeah how i ain't even i need even
1: put it in perspective i was just so mad that nobody knew because the because 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 i'm in i'm in this one uh matter of fact i need to get you in this group i'm in this one hip-hop facebook group and i don't do this is not really the only group i really get involved in right or whatever uh-huh. and um and the thing, you just throwing it out there real quick, and it's just you know just you know, just some, you know just some stuff. But again, I think this is very important what we're talking about. But like people really don't know how good Big Boy has gotten and continued to grow and become as an artist. And so it's like, so when you, I say, I'm, so when you say, how do you put out, you know, how do you not even recognize a Big Boy album in Atlanta? It's like at the time when y'all was loving Big Boy. Y'all don't even – the city doesn't even know he's gotten better because of the very thing that you're yeah. talking about. And I've never even thought about that until you just said it.
4: Mm-hmm. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. And I got, I I have absolutely no respect for all these grown, you know, men and women, brothers and sisters that at radio stations that scared. Y'all are scared. That's crazy to me. There's no way in the world. Y'all, to me, they're no different than any of the rest of these. You know, it's, I don't know. Well, we're talking about the NFL, we need to be talking about these radio stations. We
2: really, we really do. We
4: really do, because it's no joke.
2: No, that's fair, the
1: because it's here's here's right. something. Here's a charge, and, and people, because this is a conversation that if, if I could probably do once a month, a conversation about the effect of hip-hop on our community. And when you first open about mm-hmm. from your your original background, Ms. Deer, you were talking about just your love of music and seeing what the, the power of music could do. And so I, when you say, yeah, what, what are we out here talking about, I would agree with you. You know, Jay-Z, NFL deal is what it is. Uh, you never know what's going to become viral. Popeye's chickens become viral. But this issue of music constantly gets talked about, and it's like we have forgotten the power of it. Now, the, you know, the unfortunate thing, what I'll say is, quite often the music gets blamed and I'm I'm not I'm not willing to go as far as blaming it but I will say with the, the the messaging of music plays a role in our lives and so it becomes a basically a conduit to what we take in and how our lives play out so it is too powerful not to address this so I think you know you're absolutely right when you, when you make that charge but we are up against our next break so um, if you will, we are talking to Miss Dia for this morning's conversation with smart people. I hope y'all are enjoying this co- this live conversation with again the super we Hey going to go to a quick break. And we- <laughs> Absolutely. We-, we come back. We'll continue this conversation with Miss Dia. We'll even open up the phone lines just in case some of y'all are interested in getting a question in here or there uh, with this with this beautiful queen. All right. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think.
0: Square Business Entertainment brings you their latest hit, I Really Want You by Taylor Pay. Take a listen. I
2: really want, you. I really want you. But I can't have, you. I, can't have you. I wanna do, I some
0: wanna things, do something. <laughs> I know that I, I know do something. If you're loving this as much as I am, be sure to go to their YouTube page and subscribe. Search for Square Business Entertainment. They are also rewarding their fans with a new release every 30 days. Here's another one by Taylor Pace. Love Can't Define This.
2: Love can define this. Can't capture all your sweetness and your kindness. Love can define this. We're crippled and love would only blind us. i
1: Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. This morning's conversation with smart people. First, our guest, Miss Dia, radio personality, their own show, their own WRFG, the show ATL. We don't mind showing love to others. If this queen showed me love the other night, allowing me to come on to her show. And so, definitely glad to have her okay. on. A I call her a superhero. And we're playing for a little homage to Jay Dilla. For those that don't know, this king. Touch plenty of music that you know, even if you've never heard of them. Although, as she said, people have come to know. Very unfortunately, um we talk we talk about this concept as well. uh People not recognizing you or knowing you to 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 their gone. You know what I mean? And so uh, we're gonna have to play a tribute at the end of the show that talks about giving people their flowers while they're here. But again, that'll be in the second hour. So stay tuned, you know, for that as well. But Queen, uh, thank you for being with us this morning and for anybody on the line that may have a question, would like to ask this deal something, or just get in on the topic that we're discussing this morning, please press 1 if you're on the phone line. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. You will need to press 1 to let us know that you want to speak. Oh, so, yeah, Queen, there it is. You know, people don't know, Jay Dillon, behind Erica Badu. I mean, he's behind so many of the artists that we've come to love, and they all, if you ever see them talking about that man, that their, their love is is impressive, and, and, and they just speak of him in the highest esteem about his ability to create a, a, amazing sounds. And again, not to make it all about that, King, but again, if we're going to highlight it, we're going to highlight it and now find it. Now I your highlight. love because, it's, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it right. You know what I mean? We're going to do it right. But uh, yeah, just jump in where you fit in, Queen. Again, it's just, you know, the opportunity to, to explore your life, you know, and talk about what's going on. It's just conversations, Queen. Mm. Now, you know what? Um, I do want
4: to also let you know that, Whenever you want to come back down there, because I hate that I missed the show with you on it. So whenever you want to come back down there, you are so welcome, uh, you know, come on back down there on the show with us.
1: Oh, okay. I like open door invitations. So you didn't know that was all part of my diabolical plan from day <laughs> one. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, let me bring her back on the show so then I can get an open right door right? on show the show ACL. I'll almost be like a personality <laughs> oh, on that <laughs> joint. <I'm just laughs> hey,
4: listen, we have we have space for
2: segments.
4: You know what
1: I'm saying? What's, what up? <laughs> That's totally hey, fine with go? Me. Right? Where yeah, it, go? it was funny because um, I don't know if you had a, I don't know how if, I don't know if there's a replay or anything like that, but um, yeah, it was dope that um minister server popped in on the conversation. So it just went, it just went all the way live when that King showed up. And I said, you know, obviously yeah. we're talking about hip hop. That's a man that has to be respected in the ATL area when it comes, you know, you know, to, to this hip hop thing. But at the end of the day, um, you brought up that powerful point, how we need to be discussing the power of this music, you know, what, what, what it is capable of doing because, What the reality is, we have lost sight of, to a certain extent, there's definitely the artists that are doing it, but again, like you said, they're not being highlighted. We've lost sight of the role that music has historically served in our community, and like you said, if the balance is missing, then we've lost sight, because there are artists doing it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm blown away. I can't wait. I didn't get a chance. I'm going to listen to the rap city today, you know what I mean? Which is, I think the timing of her album is absolutely perfect coming off of the Jermaine Dupree comments about all the women are rapping about the same thing, and you know, and, and the, hey, the Internet spoke up. Like, you just don't know these cats. But the reason that Jermaine Dupree, who's a music mogul, does not know is because of the very thing you're talking about, cowards not willing to play that that real sustenance, uh, uh, kind of, you know, that substance in the music. That he should know that a Rhapsody exists, and I can't wait to go get that album. I've heard a couple of cuts, and I'm blown away. Uh Go ahead, Queen.
4: Yeah, she's alcohol. I haven't heard it yet, but um that's my plan to, to sit with it either today or tomorrow, but yeah, she's something special. She is, but you know what, Um uh, and it, it's interesting because when we have conversation, I think a lot of times people are assuming that when we say that, like, okay, yeah, the mu- music is this, uh, or whatever it is that we're saying that we don't want to hear anything unless it's, you know, fight the power and all that. And that's so not the truth. Like I don't want to hear that all day long. Like I want to back that thing up. I want to, you know, I want to have fun with it as well. But again, when we, when we don't realize that, like, if we're not giving our next generation, like, you know, uh, just a solid, like, all right, listen, this is, this is what this is, and then this is what this is. You know, just give them, let let them know what time it is. Let them know that it's okay. Because I think, I know, well, I would say my experience has been with dealing with a lot of, like, independent artists, especially the younger ones, a lot of them are making music that they feel like, okay, well, this is what the radio will play. So they're not even thinking about tapping into something else, you know? So, you know, we have to make sure. And that's that's why, again, I think what you're doing is so important. When you talk about independent media overall, it's our our role is so important right now. And a lot of times, you know, we don't get the flowers and we don't get all of the, the, the perks, you know, we don't get all that stuff. But if we think about it, there are still a lot of people that depend solely on radio for their music or solely, you know, whether they listen to Internet mm-hmm. radio. Or national radio, like they're dependent on that for that. So there are a lot of people that wouldn't have a clue who Rhapsody was had it not been for these independent outlets that's Planner, or, or wouldn't have a clue who a Jay Dilla and all that stuff is. So you know, so what we're doing is so uh, it's just so important. And I, you know, to all of the people that's doing it, they get a little bit discouraged because they see that people doing. Whack radio, you know, is getting all of the all the the, <laughs> the you know, praise and all that stuff. You know, we just I just salute y'all because it's you know is it's a it's it's become a job. It's become like a every time I even think about yeah, well maybe I should you know consider commercial radio. I again think like okay, well if I can if I stop doing this, you know, and and not saying that I'm the only person doing it, but like if I stop, who's mm-hmm. gonna play? You know the stuff that we need to to be playing and stuff. So yeah, so salute to them. But I wonder, I really do wonder though. Like how how does a, a you know a big boy like say? I know we were talking about that. Like how how does that make you feel knowing that like all right, I basically I'm one of the you know pioneers in the city and stuff, and I don't get I don't get radio play. Like I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, that would be dope to hear it from again. Like you said, somebody who put. Atlanta on the map in a major way when it comes to this, you know, this hip-hop thing. And, and and you're talking about, you know, speaking of this role, like, let me highlight our sponsor that you just heard, Square Business Entertainment. I was fortunate enough to bring on Vicky uh, Dalton, the CEO of Square Business Entertainment, and he's playing that, he's in that independent game and, and teaching artists how to get to the bag. He has a, a, a very dope corporate background so understand the business side of it. And so uh, he literally, the name in itself, Square Business Entertainment, it means something to him and in, in how he handles, you know, the artists that are with him. And again, just to even highlight uh, our sponsor, which I'm thankful for as well, but if you even notice in the commercial, uh, just kind of how they're moving. And it's you know, when you think about hip-hop and R&B, I, I like to highlight like, Square Business Entertainment simply because, they're doing what I, you know, it's a crazy to say this term, but they're doing what I would call real R and B because also getting lost in this sauce of, of young people making the music for the radio. Again, not their fault. I, I tried to help a friend of mine get in the in music industry, and you know, we didn't, while we didn't, while we didn't want to make just radio cuts, it was definitely a big part of some of the music that we tried to make, right? We weren't, we weren't, we you know, we, we grew up with that balance. So we tried to have some of that, but we got definitely caught up in that madness of how do we get on the radio? And, and, and you know, and with that said, just a, a tribute to, to, to them in the sense that with R and B and hip hop mesh, for the most part, it's in my opinion, we've only recently started to kind of get back to where Here's how I like to um, say what you had talked about as far as that balance music for all of our lives as humans, has pretty much covered every emotion. Well, we've gotten to a point now with this, when it comes to commercial radio, it's kind of like what um, Steve Harvey said when he said, hip-hop doesn't talk about love anymore. And it's like, how did we in hip-hop stop touching every emotion that we deal with, in a sense, again, commercially? Mm-hmm. Now, independently, there's a whole world where you will still find the Rhapsodies of the world, the Square Business Entertainments of the world that are bringing back that, and it's a sad to say, bring back. And you do have to go find it. We do have to go listen to the show ATL to ensure that we are getting that music that serves serves our soul. So, you know, I definitely, um, you know, applaud your your efforts. Uh, your sentiments and you know, again, so I and you know, you know, the little bit of chance I get to highlight music, highlight some music, I do it. I'm definitely thankful, you know, for you know, for our, for our sponsors, and we will be particular in you know, again the type of radio we're doing. We're not going to just bring what's on the radio to to the million Dialogue talk show. You have to meet a certain level of quality and expectations uh, before we would even, ex- you know, in a sense, accept that sponsorship. If that makes sense, we're not going, we you know, we're not going to pimp ourselves out if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you know, folks love being pimped out now. <laughs> let's, let's yeah, start. yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, um, yeah, which, and, I, and yeah, this is just throwing it out there. I just kind of ha- like, ha- highlighted, uh, hey, this, 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 I guess, this internet viral Papa chicken. I, I these, it, these viral issues never bother me but i see that they bother a lot of people uh some people you know get on the hype of it and then it seems like there's another group is always tearing it down i i personally don't like to see us get caught up in the madness where where we're upset with people over something going viral uh you know because you did really never know what's going to go viral but i definitely seen people that are just looking at people like y'all are crazy, or why are you not supporting, you know, black owned businesses like you're supporting Popeyes? So, any thoughts on that, you know, that viral issue of, of Popeyes chicken? Any thoughts on that, Queen? I'm not eating it. Not,
4: not while everybody. You can't pay me. That's the easiest way to kill some niggas. <laughs> I'm doing it while everybody, while the hype is here. No way. You ain't about to have no sir. Um, But I feel you, you know, when, especially when it's something that's fun, you know, letting people have their fun. Now, I also feel the whole, it would be great, you know, especially as a business owner, you know, um, it would be great if our friends put even 2% of the effort that they put into promoting other things, if they did that to help us with our businesses, that would absolutely be great. And that is a conversation that needs to be had, whether we have it, you know, in relation to, you know, or comparing it to how much we support anything in particular. I don't care when the conversation starts or how it gets started, but that is a conversation that we need to have, like, you know, as far as, you know, being in a like business owner, we have to start doing better supporting our people, and not just on some when somebody we I mean, you know when when target when or and I'm not that target did this I'm just using them as an example, but if target you know if they treat us wrong, then we say, oh, we're gonna go support mm-hmm. our people you know having a having that shop um you know for years uh and, and during the years where we were dealing with all of the you know, oh, these people were treating us bad. So this year we're gonna support black. We only gonna shop black and all that stuff. It was um it was beautiful it was beautiful to see that for a second you know we were talking that but then like right after the holiday season it went back to like okay now you back shopping with them or you not back, you no. know shopping with, with like folks mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time I say you know right now even if it's just our bare necessities our toothpaste our deodorants our oils mm-hmm. and stuff like our soap. There should we shouldn't be getting our stuff from any place besides the black business right now. And you know, every um, folks, yeah, I mean, and I say that just because those are small things, because it's too much to ask us, hey, go, you know, make sure that you buy this $50 item every month, you, that's too much. But for the things that you right. have to buy, you know, um, one, when it comes to the quality of the products, you know, our businesses are, hey, Queen, let me do this real quick, let's, um,
1: let's run to okay. a yeah, let's run to a quick break and come back, and yeah, and let's go through those, 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 those issues you have, because this is a great, uh, I think a great segue, a great topic for us to discuss. And you Like you said, being a business owner yourself, we do, we do those discussions on here. So we'll be right back with Ms. Dia on, uh, on the show ATL, Amongst Many of Your Things. All I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on. Elfram abdullah not only is he honest and straightforward but he has a proven repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice what's alfram's secret his virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market for a results oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770 800 7922. Again, that number is 770 800
2: 7922 can take
1: Mm -hmm. Back to you. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people we have on Super Hero, Miss Diaz. We keep playing tribute to none other than Jay Diller, the producer. This King, come to find out, she's attached to this King in more ways than I even realized. And um, like I said, people know that music, people know that song, didn't know Jay Diller was behind it. So, again, just throwing that out there. But if we will, before the break, Queen, you were talking about a couple of ideas you have for, you know, how we can support people like yourself who are in business for yourself. Again, you're not just a radio personality. You've been in business, as you said, in, a, in the mall that I used to go to your location and support. You know, that's, just, that's I mean, that's impressive. Yes, and we today. thank you for it. Uh,
2: we had a business
1: 18 years. You know, in 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 a mall, like that's very impressive, and and I, I love what I saw, and that's why I would come in and support just to throw that out. But if you will, Queen, you know, yeah, continue on that thought of of laying out, you know, your your beliefs about how we should and could support uh, one another in lieu of a, a Popeyes or like you said, a, a business going back to to us, and now you jump and do it for that moment. But the idea of continuing to do it, any thought, you know, definitely continue those thoughts, Queen.
4: Um yeah I think if we start just with our simple basic necessities, if we start by you know committing to purchase our soaps, our deodorants, our toothpaste, and stuff like that from um from black businesses, that would be a great start that would you know it would be a great start um and and as mentioned, you know, even just when it comes to the quality of them, the quality of those products and stuff, you know, there's so many harmful chemicals and everything and a lot of the stuff that we're purchasing from other stores. So, you know, it's just, it, it would be knocking out, you know, two birds, one stone, like supporting your people and getting a better quality product. So I strongly, re- you know, recommend that. And, um, yeah, and, 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 you know, what the, that little purchase, that little $10 purchase that we're looking at as, you know, little and stuff, it means something. When, and when I have 50 people come in there and do $10 purchases and stuff a day like that, you know, that, that means something. So, you know, a lot of times we think that we have to do something and it has to be this big grand thing. Well, really it's not. It's just a lot of us doing small things, you know, and it really adds up.
1: No, it, it adds yep. up. It adds up to music lessons for the next independent music star that's gonna lead the revolution for, you know, for our for our, for our people. Uh, again, yeah, those little things add up to, you know, keeping the lights on. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. like you said, people jump to the bigger issues, but just being consistent with, uh, like you said, areas where we do know that we. If, if to a certain extent, some of the areas you just mentioned, we, you know, we've actually saturated some of those areas. So you're absolutely right; it doesn't make sense uh, for us not to uh, go ahead and start supporting, you know, those businesses on a regular basis. Because what I always say, similar to you, like you said, just being people being driven to do it when a certain business, in a sense, treats treats us wrong. Um, well, I'm not a huge fan of the. To be honest, I'm not a huge fan of boycotts especially on the national level and i've got a video explaining why they're not effective for example the on the national level i'm not going to necessarily bring all of that to the to the table this morning but what i will say is when you do regularly support a business like what you're talking about whether it be soaps whether it be toothbrushes whether it be toothpaste and we're definitely again saturated in those areas when you do that mm-hmm. you in effect you in effect inherently boycott because at one point you were using this product you know what i mean and so once you replace that product that wasn't from someone you know like that looks like you when you replace it just by the nature of saying oh i got a quality product that i continue to use well that brand can't it doesn't matter what they do so you've already so when they do something it matters not to you i mean like like for example you know, here in Atlanta, we have the advantage of having, for example, a lot of black-owned coffee shops. We get a lot of experience at Urban mm-hmm. Grind, which is, you know, what we do on a regular basis. But, you know, even when they're with the Starbucks fiasco or whatever, and, you know, and very unfortunate what happened to those brothers, but I would I'd say here in Atlanta – Starbucks does not concern me because I am regularly in Urban Grind. I am regularly in Sublime Donuts. They're, you know, Here in this city, and I'm assuming in Detroit, for example, as well, there are places where we are aggregated where some of these things shouldn't become an issue because the availability is there. You know what I mean? In in a yeah. Detroit, in a Atlanta, out you know, would make that assumption. I'm from a small town back in South Carolina. So in that situation, not so easy. Not so easy to in a sense find, you know, businesses that you okay. in a sense support it that way. If you are online shopper, then you don't have that excuse because we do you know, most of our businesses are shipping and sending things via online. So if you are an online shopper, then you definitely should make an effort, in my opinion, of a percentage of your money going to people who look like you. Because here's the reality with other groups. It is very natural, in a sense, to support their own. And reality is no group is um, protected against convenience. And so – you know, I always say buy black and sell to everyone. So if you're in a convenient situation, you're going to have people support you more than just your own, but we definitely could or should make a commitment to a percentage of our money based on how you live, like you said, not necessarily the big purchases, the things that you can easily do that doesn't affect your household. Those are things that it, with with an effort made, here's where I think it pays off, Ms. Diff, if you will, is when the effort is made in front of our children, then our mm-hmm. children will one day fulfill mm-hmm. the demand if we show them there is one. Without showing mm-hmm. them there is a demand for our own things, then even now, even though people are now on this more entrepreneurial kick, what solution do what they have for for our community? Because we don't, if we don't show that we'll support. So a demand uh-huh. is how you get new solutions. And so that's the aspect of when I, have, I always put hashtag, buy black is revolutionary. I'm thinking long-term with it. You, you understand what I mean? It is. Versus just the. Let me
4: say
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Queen.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, even with them seeing when, when children would come into our store, I'm telling you, it would be day. It would be times when we would really be sitting there, like, okay, are we gonna be able to keep the doors open? You know, just on some real talk. You know, because so mm-hmm. and just because we didn't have an, enough of us shopping with us, where that you know it shouldn't have even been a question whether we should we could have kept the doors open. But we, we would be in the middle of feeling like that, and it would be like the most I would know just who to send in there. And here comes some children. They're like when they you know, walk in and see big old pictures of Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey and Nina Simone and all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? You're like, you you just saw their whole face just light up like,
2: mm-hmm. wow.
4: You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've been in all these stores, but I'm actually in a store with all this stuff that looks like me and it feels right. And, it, you know, so it, it really is important that they see us, like you say, they see us shopping with each other. They see us, you know, they see us in every role possible you know, us as the consumers, us as those providing the product, they see all of that stuff. So it's, it's so important, you know, it, what you're saying, just, I mean, it, it just touched a little place, because I'm just thinking of those babies' faces.
1: <laughs> you know? No, it's absolutely, because that's, you know, that's ultimately because, you know, we do think of it, right, you know, kind of right at the retail level, which is important, but you know, Dr. Claude Anderson is talking about, you know, the concept of being vert- vertically integrated. If you're in Atlanta, just a shout out the We Buy Black convention is here um this weekend. Yeah. I'm you know, unfortunately I know you're out of town, I won't be able to attend it, but even throw that out. If you didn't if you haven't heard about the we you know, we buy black, opportunity to do the very take your children so they can see the very thing that Ms. Dia just yeah. mentioned because again, that's where the obligation goes or whatever and I and I don't even make that charge, Miss Dear, to be very honest. I don't make that charge to say to be negative about us. It's just the understanding of how mm-hmm. naturally spinning with your own, how it serves the future. Because the reality is if we're gonna be honest about our history in this country, we've unfortunately almost been programmed to do the opposite of what other cultures naturally do. So it's not a charge against right. us in the sense that that this this concept of how we are was done with some intentionality, so therefore we must be intentional in reversing the, the aspect yeah. that when we walk down the street at a local store, that person doesn't look like us. But if you go to any other place outside of the United States, they don't have, they don't have to say by Hispanic, they don't have to say by Asian, they don't have to say by Arabic, because when they grow up and walk down the street. That person looks like them, in this melting pot of the United yeah. States, not necessarily as easy, but with our history is another reason because it, it has been commonplace for, in a sense, outsiders to own the local store. So so because we've gotten okay. used to it, we don't conceptualize how it hurts our future. And so that's a thing that I like to throw out when we even talk about this concept of, of buying black. Um, but with that said, you know um, – uh don't hear Queen, please jump in. We got a couple more minutes before you go. Uh, so I okay, want to make sure we let I you get in all your thoughts. No, you're good. <laughs>
4: See, my time is winding down, and I just wanted to see if I could make a couple of announcements before I go. Um, no, no, I was
1: you know, going to set you up for the last minute to do that, so I will get one <laughs> last thought and my then man. give you the last minute to share all your info. We definitely make sure okay. people, we don't bring you on not to get it out, you feel me, Queen? But, yeah, go ahead and start. Right. Go ahead and run it down, because I know what you, you might have a little more you know, than the average person because you do a lot of things. So, yeah, go, go ahead and let the people know <laughs> where they can find you, what you're doing, so they can be a part of it, because I love following you as well. Go ahead, Queen.
4: Thank you. Okay, so I am on Instagram at Pretty Dope Dia, and Dia is spelled like Day or you know Detroit Institute of Art, <laughs> but it's DIA. So it's Pretty Dope Dia. Um, every first Saturday, I well for the last ten years we've been doing um, what's called It Showtime, and it's an Apollo style open mic where we give away uh, between two hundred and four hundred dollars every month um, to an independent artist, but it's open to any kind of art. Um, but I recently partnered up with the brothers that uh, promote the tally Picnic, and we do uh, – it's called Attention Atlanta, and it uh, features the – it's Showtime over mic. So we do that every first Saturday over at um, Apache Cafe. If you're following me on Instagram – Um, You'll find the information there. I'm also a part of the collective uh, Adams Rib with uh, a bunch of amazing sisters, including Georgia Me, Tamika, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Teresa de Sauber, Rewap, a number of amazing poets and sisters. So if ever you hear something, um, being hosted by Adam's Rib. Y'all do not want to miss it. You know, just amazing talent and amazing sisters. And then finally, this weekend, I'm doing a sale on online with my purses and stuff, with my, my boxes. I take cigar boxes and turn them into handbags and customize them and stuff. So if you uh, follow me on Instagram, you'll see them. And I just thank you. I thank you so much for the time. I love what you're doing, brother. And, um, you know, I know it's been a long time coming, but we will connect in many ways. So
1: um, thank you again so much for everything you're doing and for having me. Absolutely. I got one of those dope cigar boxes, y'all. Y'all need to check that cell out. Thank hey. you. If you will, if you will. <laughs> hey, any connection, your websites, all of that, if you will, uh, I think we're on Facebook. If not, text me, and I'll make sure for the replay of the show, I'll have all that information um, available in the comments so that people can just literally click on the link. So just make sure you send me that. Find me on, I think we're friends on Facebook, so if you will, just send all of that to me in inbox, if you will, okay?
4: Okay, I
1: sure will. Thank you. See y'all. All right, thank y'all. Uh, thank no, absolutely. Thank you, Queen. We are at the top of the hour. When we come back, we'll come back with some of y'all should know Soul Scribes. Sometimes she co-hosts the show with us. But we're gonna get deep into that Queen's background, and she is a amazing spoken word artist. So we will go to a quick break and come out of the break with some of her artistry, just so that y'all become aware of Soul Scribe's many talents. Aside besides helping me host the mental dialogue talk show we'll be right back where all I ask is that you think my name is Montoya Smith aka Black Socrates I am the owner and facilitator of the mental dialogue community support group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community we do that one of two ways Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Babe, where did you get that hat
0: and t-shirt? I like that.
1: Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right?
0: Yes, and I love the message on it too. You are the hustle, huh?
1: That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand, it's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out.
0: If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong?
1: Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour.
0: I like those. What's their IG?
1: At MoneyMotivation.co
0: But do they have any ladies gear?
1: Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, MoneyMotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even. I'm never going to dance again.
3: Breathe for you, I tried to. Empty out my lungs till my face turned black and blue. If it meant sacrificing my life just to please you. Wanted to be your everything. Wanted to be your Coretta, Forgot you weren't my king. No wedding ring, it didn't matter. I still believed in your dreams. But everything wasn't what it seemed. So love's freedom couldn't possibly reign. Catherine, a slave to the possibility of us, suspended in air, we were just stuck in between moments of unclarity. Patiently I awaited to be rescued from disparity. My heart and a cycle of charity to those in need while hoping and praying for reciprocity. Still pumping after all those beatings, needing for someone to see me just for me. So I'm never gonna dance again, never gonna love again. At least not the way I did with you. Be complete. I set myself on fire for you while you watch me burn in false truth. False hopes of something beautiful to share. Instead, I was sleepwalking in a nightmare. For me, love's never been fair. So caught up in someone else's need. My only refuge is when my pen bleeds. Always the only lonely one. Always beginning, they were always done. If I gave the moon, the stars, and the sun, it would still not be enough. And just falling in love becomes so tough.
2: Now my heart is afraid to trust, so I'm, I'm never going to dance again, never going to love again, at least
1: not the way I did. The way I danced yeah. you. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people is we bring on another super shero, soul scribe as we gave her First theme music, one of her amazing poems that has become my absolute favorite. Subscribe, Queen. I am so glad to have you back on. If you will say hello to the truth seekers. I hope you appreciate, again, showcasing your artistry and your theme music, and I'm glad to have you back, Queen. How are you doing this morning? Happy birthday, by uh-huh. the way, too.
3: <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I thank you for that. Um, good morning, two speakers. Morning King. Um, I um, you know, I'm made in another year and, and still, you know, doing what I love, you know, balancing all of it, of course, like life is and um, you know, just grateful, grateful to be an artist and um sharing my gift with the world. Um, you know, just uh, sharing my life and, and pain and, and good and bad, you know. You know, I'm, I appreciate it. And, you know, thanks for the birthday shout-out last night at Mental Dialogue. I got the little
4: birthday song. You guys made me so
3: <laughs>
0: – I felt so embarrassed.
3: <laughs> but um, I appreciate it. I like it.
1: embarrassing so, uh, people, so I'm good at that.
3: Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I can see. <laughs> really, uh, see,
1: because y'all in trouble, I don't get embarrassed, like, about nothing.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, you can't get me
0: back. Yeah, you
1: can't. You can't get me back. Yeah, when I, when I was in college, yeah. my friends, when I I wasn't I wasn't necessarily like in a sense the best Jonah, but you know I'm kind of you know a little smarter whatever, so I would come up with a little smart Jonah on somebody or whatever from time to time or whatever. But what my friends used to the hate was it was like you can't Jon Smitty, because he 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 laughs at it like he like you talked about somebody else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow.
1: So, yeah, you couldn't yeah. get me back because, you know, if it was funny, it was funny. You know what I mean? And so, but that's all good, though, Queen. I'm so glad, glad to have you again. You've supported uh, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show from time to time. You know, I do reach out to uh, my queens to ensure that we are having a balanced conversation quite often on this show. And so, you definitely thank you again for, for the times that you filled in. And so, it was only right as we quite often mention that you are a spoken word artist or we'll let you highlight if you have anything upcoming when you're on the show. And I think it's only right that we actually highlight uh your talents. And again I am blown away uh by that first poem. We will showcase a few other poems uh, throughout oh, thank this hour you. <laughs> for never yeah, for any of our longtime listeners. Uh, they they know in a sense my love for, for spoken word, um nice. <laughs> and so I love highlighting it from time to time on the show anyway. Uh, but, again, yeah. to be able to take your words and, and break them down, that's any time that I'm featuring that. I I like to get into the breakdown. And I will say that that, that first point, I'm never going to love again, <laughs> um, yeah. is a reality, yeah. in my personal opinion, for too many of us uh, <laughs> out here trying to navigate uh, relationships. Yeah uh I'll even go as far as, you know, to speak to my own life from this standpoint, that at 45, openly seeking a wife, I, I do make that yeah. known, right, uh, you know, yeah. but in a sense, seeking, you know, some things I got to get in order to to make that happen. These are things that I've come to learn mm-hmm. uh, in, 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 mm-hmm. the, in the last few years, because what I definitely have figured out, and that poem speaks to this right here, and this is why I love that poem so much. What I figured out in my younger years, being afraid to be hurt from loving, like you mentioned in that very poem, being afraid to be hurt again, I never realized for many years I was repelling probably what I needed or wanted because I was so caught up in not getting hurt again, similar to Mm. what I heard in those <laughs> poems and I think a lot of people are floating around in yeah. that position not realizing you're repelling that which you want because right. you're trying to in my mind what I didn't realize I yeah. was doing that other person had to hold a standard before I would love again like what you said in that <laughs> poem just throwing it out there any, yeah. any thoughts again I like breaking down words oh, because I love them myself gosh. go ahead Queen.
3: <laughs> Well, first, um, I totally agree with you on, on that. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to Eddie. Um, he was on the top four. I don't know if you know him. He lives here in Atlanta. He has a great band. Um, Eddie uh, Callie. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he was on the top four, On did really well, and he's doing a lot of amazing things. The, the track was produced by uh, T-Bag, the herbalist, who has done produced a lot of albums with a lot of spoken word artists in Atlanta, from Teresa Songbird to... Um, Abyss, uh, you know, just a really a lot of nice. people he's connected to because of his work, um, and um, you know that was a very organic track. We we were in the studio listening listening to tracks, and he pulled that up, and I was like, "What is that?" So I wrote to that track, and um, I was wow. just amazed. Oh, at, yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" And you know, I was listening to. So I didn't know what I was going to do with it and eventually came around, and I wanted to work with Eddie because I'd seen him, you know, on the open mic scene and doing his thing, and I loved his work. Before he was recognized, I tend to recognize talent really well before they, they know that, you know, they're about to blow up. <laughs> so I was like, hey, let me get in this right. with him because okay. he costs a lot of money. <laughs> um, and he's a great person, but I was like, this guy's going far, you know. Um, I want to work with I him. I want to connect. I, lo- I love Dope Artistry. And we got in the studio, he he got on the keys, and he played some of that live, and they recorded. It was just the most organic, wonderful experience. Wow. And when I when I felt the song, and I listened to the original version, the words, and Eddie's so young, I don't think he even knew that song, <laughs> even though he sung the
1: song. Wow. So uh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, wow. So, wow, that's, <laughs> that's mind-blowing to me. That yeah, yeah, that he didn't know the original. yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I just yes. assumed it was planned that way. So this is even doper yeah. to find out how this song came together. You got somebody singing. He he probably. That's crazy because he he don't even know <laughs> this is. You know what I mean? Like it's a rip from a song we grew up loving, right? We we loved right. that song. <laughs>
0: that generation. But the artist
1: had unfair. no idea. So that's a, that's doper to me. No, nah, that's super dope. Yes. Yeah, but um, I was writing it and I was going through.
3: Some love stuff as usual. <laughs> and um, was kind of like in one of those situations where the guy was like, let's see what happens, you know, and um, I was like, I don't do the let's see what happens thing. Either we are or we aren't. Um, but it was kind of go cool. I was in that time period, and so I wrote from a very genuine place of pain and saying, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I'm tired of having my heart broke. You know, so I totally, I'm glad that you, you feel it and you heard it because I wrote with so much passion and, and truth about what I was going through at that time. I'm kind of like a, sometimes I joke around and tell people I'm the Mary J. Bly I just spoken word. <laughs> so, it's wow. like, you know, you know, when she's going through things. I know, can see that. Me right
1: I now. mean, just, you know, because I've been familiar with your work for a number of years, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I can actually see, see that. <laughs> and see if that. I could even <laughs> throw this how, as you're just mentioning it, as you're just mentioning this, uh, for you know, if we do have any young ladies out there listen, if we ain't got to be young because women go through these, these different stages, you know, different yeah. stages of their lives. But um, I will say to you, ladies, avoid to see what's happening. If you are still considering to see what's happening, I promise you, right. for the in for the most part, it is to our advantage at, as men. And so, yes. it, 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 yeah. it, 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 I'm not saying it can't end up well, but your percentages. Are, are you're not playing the percentages. You know what I mean when it comes nah. to gam. You know luck, relationships are going to be a gamble to a certain extent, no matter how you set it up. Uh, but you're not yeah. you playing the low end. You, you know you you, you, yeah. you you're shooting for snake eyes on the dice. You know what I mean, just the double <laughs> eyes. <laughs> right. which, you're shooting for the low end. You know what I mean. If you want right. to shoot for the six or seven, it happens more often. Don't sign up for yeah. to see what happens. Just just don't throwing don't it out there. <laughs> go ahead, quick. Men are
3: pretty men are pretty intentional, so you will know and you can feel whether or not um you know, it may take some experience, you have to learn it, but you can feel it and even in that moment I was resisting because I was like, I don't wanna see what happens. I don't feel like anything's gonna happen. <laughs> and I felt that with my intuition and so, um, you know, uh, yeah, that, that whole conversation leads you leads you nowhere because men are very intentional, and men go after what they want, and they, they cherish and kind of nurture and take care of that. Uh, they're not going to let you get away. If, if, they, if they know you, they feel like you're dope and you're an incredible woman, they're going to do what they can to have you in their life um,
1: for the most part. So,
3: um, yeah, so I wrote that to you. No, and, um, I would definitely,
1: yeah, I will vouch about- no, I would definitely
3: yeah.
1: um, vouch for that. We are forget a commercial, but when we come out of commercial, we'll be playing okay. some more of Scribe. our conversation with smart people. Second-hour guests will be playing some more of her poetry, and we'll get into this very, very powerful poem. It takes us in a completely different direction, but, again, that's what we want to do. We want to break down why the artists do what they do. We'll be right back. All I ask is mm-hmm. you think. Did you know that 53% of violent crimes against individuals occur between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? That's over half during the daylight hours. What would you do if someone threatens you with the weapon? Don't get caught unprepared. Call your personal safety experts. Be for their street smart training. If you are a business owner, did you know that businesses are losing over $36 billion annually because their employees are victimized by violence? and over 80% of the violence takes place in parking lots and garages. In many instances, the perpetrator could have easily been warded off with B-Champs Street Smart Training. So whether you are a small private group or a large business, B-Champs offers a personal safety program to fit your needs. Contact them directly at 770-643-1286. That number is 770-643-1286 or visit their website at d-champsllc.com.
3: Tell me, when do little girls learn about the power between their legs? Is it when their siblings' bellies are empty and swollen and need to be fed? Urban communities breed neglected little boys and girls, leaving them hopeless. No hope for a better tomorrow. Beautiful children's eyes filled with so much pain and sorrow. Men who are supposed to protect only prey on the weak. Little girls sell their bodies just to eat. Predators peruse these city streets like like grocery stores in search of fresh meat. They see neighborhood children as tasty treats. Tell me, how does a 13 year old girl get past the pain? Of old, sweaty, drunken men Climbing on top of them forever Imprinted in their brains White cheeks saying Sold forever changed just for change Can't smell that Some sense can't be Washed away after a shower Hundreds of children are sold In America every hour Little vaginas stuffed With fully grown penises Prostitution was not on this child's list Of what she wanted to be She. She just wanted to live a happy life like Ken and Barney. Innocent, lost, we have a problem, America, and no one wants to talk about it. This will be our dirty little secret. Let's keep this between you and me. Her mother said no one is supposed to touch her down there. I often want Where did the missing children on milk cartons go? Do we pass them on the streets asleep or on their knees? This is our supply and demand. Girls under the age of 16 falling into pedophiliac hands, turning them into damaged goods sold for sale. Grown men craving little girl printed flowers. Hands, close your eyes. Lie down on the bed.
1: Welcome back to... The Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Ooh. Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people, mm. second-hour guest, Soul Squad, as you just heard, part of her amazing soul for sales, and I decided to hit the audience off who's probably mad at me for cutting it off and starving for more because <laughs> I know I would be. I was hearing that amazing poem. We're going to tell you how you can get, in fact, get your hands on some of her amazing artistry. Uh, later in the show, so stay tuned for that um, because that piece in itself in our reality. Subscribe again. Thank you for being with us. Could be an entire show. We've done shows on some of the things that you touched on in that particular poem, but souls for sales is a a a call that I and I'm pretty sure you would agree, a call to action that our society still fails to take. Uh, you know, us being in Atlanta, we are literally the world's leading number one trafficker of uh, um, children trafficking, um, you know, human trafficking, mm-hmm. if you will. The world's leader, um, higher than the Philippines. Wow. People may have thoughts about what the Philippines are, but the numbers show. And, and it became the number one due to the uh, Atlanta becoming such an international hub. So you have
2: mm-hmm. some
1: aspects of it due to that, that as an aspect, in addition to the very unfortunate um, long history of um, the streets here um, being known for their prostitution um, around the country, on the levels of uh, uh, Detroit or San Francisco, although people don't know that or think of it, but yes, the, the numbers are alarming. And so um, I heard you say, "Wow!" So it sounds like you, you know, and again, wasn't even necessarily uh, aware of how prevalent it is in this city in itself. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. The fact that it exists so easily is the thing that I think you were speaking to the most, and Mm -hmm. I'll kind of just peel back and let you speak to that queen again. Thank you for that powerful piece.
3: Oh, yeah, wow. Um, So I said wow because I am very aware of Atlanta's sex trafficking problem, but when I did that piece um, some years ago, a couple years ago, we were, like, in the top five or, like, second or so, but I just didn't know we had moved to number one. Uh, so when you said that, I was like, wow, it's it's gotten you know worse. Of course, Atlanta's uh, mm-hmm. travel system, you know, in you know Atlanta's airport and the plus, you know, it's just it just makes it so, uh, traveling and convenient. But um, I wrote, I did that piece <laughs> when I wrote that piece. I had never, I don't think I had ever really cried, cried when writing a piece. I cried when I wrote wow. that piece cry I couldn't finish it like I had to take a break and it was heavy because that I wrote that poem off of a true story off of someone that I know who I was working oh, with man. aib television um, was doing a special on sex trafficking Atlanta's dirty little secret and uh, I was a part of that great production that was put on to kind of bring awareness to it um the facing project and um oh, wow. I met this this beautiful woman um, who um told me her story, and they asked me to write about it, and so I had to listen to what she went through, oh because I was going to write a piece oh that I could, yeah, yeah, so I had to hear <laughs> some things mm. that were just so disturbing, too. and then I took notes, you know, I did my research, and I then I sat down one day when I was, I was ready, I thought I was ready, I felt like I was ready, and I wrote that piece and started writing it, and it was just the most difficult piece I've ever written. Um, wow. Ever um, so even with all my heartbreaking stuff, <laughs> it was one of the most difficult pieces. Um, and um, I just was not prepared for everything that I heard. and it's just the hub being here in Atlanta and then having children and knowing you know just how quick it could happen to your your child or your teenager. And, you know, just the fact that people don't even, you know, really pay attention sometimes. I I've found children in grocery stores um looking for their parents. You know, little kids outside in the parking lot of Kroger or somewhere. Like it's like they have no idea. They have no idea. So, you know, that um that piece, yeah, you know, sold for sale, um, was um was very traumatic to write. But I, I'm glad you liked it. I was very surprised that you picked it. <laughs> Um, but we definitely need to bring more awareness to it, and we need to let parents know, you know, you, you can't keep, you can't turn your eyes from your kids. You know, you got to keep up with what they're doing. You got to know who they're texting. You need to put apps on their phones. You need to invade their privacy. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> ain't no ain't no that. Yeah, they don't have. they don't right. got no
1: privacy in this house. <laughs>
3: right.
2: <laughs> Black mothers ain't don't no that
3: anyway. <laughs> You you know, we tracking you. You know, um, my son gets off the bus, he's being tracked, every message he sends, every game app he wants, like, all that stuff, we get alerts, um, because it's serious, and it's so easy, especially with the internet, too, you know, so, so yeah, that's a, it's a favorite piece. I don't listen to it that much, and when I heard you playing, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a painful piece. Um, I don't even really perform, it. I think I've performed it once or twice, just because it's hard. I, it's, it's hard.
1: Well, um, yeah, don't be surprised. We picked it on mental dialogue because we specialize in doing the hard conversations on race and sex. And and I, in, in saying that I specialize in it, I can also tell you in having done the shows, I am always saddened by the fact that, with the promotion of those shows, the numbers are never high as I would like them to be in comparison to a lot of other shows. And I know the mm-hmm. reason being is the difficulty that you talk about. Um, mm-hmm. you, like you said, this end up, you end up struggling with writings about someone else's experience. You know, I can, you know, mm-hmm. definitely know there are people who, you know, their, their um, therapy is writing about their own situation, right? And so we know that those yeah. poems in, exist for people's real-life experience. But you, as right. you said, just having to listen to someone else's experience, you are still talking yeah. about how, you know, the reality of, of not even liking to perform the actual poem even though it isn't your experience. And so that is where the nuance of, in my opinion, where we don't take action to do something about it because it's such a difficult place to continue to be aware of that to a Mm -hmm. certain extent. If we look deep into it, we're going to end up looking in the mirror and realizing that it is is a societal problem. You know, know, from the standpoint of, although most of us are not involved, remotely involved or, you know what I mean, in in any aspect of it, wouldn't do it, don't want to do it, but yeah. the reality is, if we were to look into it, it is the turning of the blind eye that allows yeah. those who are perpetrators of it to do it so damn yeah. easily. You know what I mean? And, yeah. the, and and it's not even, you know, it's not even the scenario that you're talking about of the just getting snatched up because you're not with your parents. Again, that is, you know, because for the most part, I would even say that even when you see those children that have, you know, gotten loose or gotten away. I mean, the reality is two-year-old legs can be fast sometimes, right? And, again, I don't have children, Mm -hmm. but, again, love children, babysit children, and very aware of it. So I'll even say that in those scenarios, as crazy as it is to see a child looking for their parent, and sometimes it is the carelessness of the parent, I would even offer. Most of those times it was definitely an accident. But the reality is when we start talking about human trafficking, that's the least – that's the least. That's the smallest way that a child gets involved yeah. in it. So oh, right. when we start oh, yeah. talking about the reality of how children are getting in, caught up in the trafficking, then that's where I say the mirror check has to take place. Because, again, oh, yeah. while no parent, you know, I mean, it would be devastating for a parent to, you know, even in their own carelessness for their child to get snatched up because they were looking the wrong way or not paying attention, I still, again, there is some negligence there, but I'm not charging that parent the same as what is it in society that we're doing or not talking about or what are our things that we currently do that ends up bringing this type of harm, you know, to our children. And when you start talking about, you know, in that particular poem, um, it could be, unfortunately, for example, it could be some child molestation early on that is, Eventually right. uh, uh, leaves that child as a teenager who doesn't feel loved yep. at home because when they try to mention it, the parents dismissed it, and so at that age in their life, now that child wanders off on their time. own, leaves yeah. home on their own due to the damage that's never been dealt with, and now right. have this misconstrued conception of misconception of what sex is and what it is used for, and so right. in their teenage years, they're going to
2: choose
1: to go into that lifestyle based. On an earlier hurt, hurt her, again. I'm giving a real life reality example yeah, of how it could play truth. out. You know that has often nothing to do with it. being wayward with your child.
3: hmm Right, and that that is definitely often how it is started. Um, you know, uh, I uh, I come from a, a home of two drug addicted parents. My mom was on drugs really heavily, have hardly never home. You know, uh, we were hungry. Refrigerator was empty at times, and you know, sometimes you you know you. You have to make decisions. Are you going to be hungry or, you
4: know, what are you going to do?
3: You know, or, I mean, of course, I, thank God I've never had to, but, um, you know, you also have men in the house sometimes, even sometimes even women have taken advantage of little boys, uh, babysitting um, and touched them or gave them the experience of sex or, you know, and do you think about uh, the, the dads who feel like their son needs to be introduced to sex too early? taking him to the strip club, you know, buying off a piece of, you know, whatever he, he wants in the club. You know, there are so many ways that it starts and people, you know, they don't understand the effects of it on a child and the mental and emotional um, maturity of that person and what it, it, how it can really turn their life. So um, a lot of times, yeah, kids run away from home or their parents are working all the time. Parents got to work. You know, parents got to make money or either their their own drugs or somewhere out there, you know, and they're just not tending to the emotional needs of that child. So, you know, the neighbor, sometimes it could be the neighbor, you know. You know, the child could be hungry, go next door to the neighbor, and he says, well, I'll feed you, but I'm going to need something, you know, and and that's just a cycle. And then you say, okay, so I can use this and I can get what I want, you know. So I talk about that in my piece about, you know, now you can go get a potato chips and some sandwich down at the street corner, yep, you know, absolutely. store. So that so, is how it can literally
1: uh, happen. Uh, yep, that child's needed. And so that person takes care of what that child thinks is needed or gives them extra things or beautiful things or jewelry and all right, these type of things. Right. And because, you know, as a society, maybe we've shown these children some of these things matter. So that child wants it. Yeah. Yeah. Predator right. takes advantage of these things that right. a society that we've said mean something that have that mm-hmm. literally have no value, but we value them in our communities. So that child is right. seeking those things. You know, these expensive
3: right. themes.
1: Yeah, it leads them down a whole <laughs> yeah, path. like um so again it's a yeah,
2: like Yeah, it's like, a yeah.
1: mirror. Look, we're actually up against the uh, break real quick, Queen, if you will. Okay. So let me go to this another, another break and uh, you can come back with that thought. We're gonna play another poem, It's gonna take us in another direction clearly. Um, but you can definitely finish that thought coming out of the break. Okay. Listen to the mental dialogue okay. talk show. Okay. Well, but all I ask is that you think. We'll be right back you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market there's only one real estate agent we call on Elfram Abdullah not only is he honest and straightforward but he has a proven repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice what's Elfram's secret his virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by eXp Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Every time I see you, I
3: think, let's get it on. When I'm feeling down, I need your sexual healing in person or your phone. You've got me screaming, mercy, mercy me. I like the way you fulfill my needs. What's going on is what I need to know. Every day I want you because you make me glow. I heard it through the grapevine that you want me to. The way you be loving me makes me want to holler even when I'm nowhere near you. You've got to give it up. I'm feeling weak. You don't know what love is, but if you're willing, I'll teach in fact, I want to know what it's like to be loved by you. I'm starting to think that you know voodoo. I'm here for you, my dear. You are everything. Let me make that clear. I hate missing you It's my truth. I got the inner-city blues trying to find a way to you because ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from you. I be screaming, no, but when you smile, I've got to give it up. I just love lover. You need to come get to this because I can never, ever get enough.
1: Welcome back to the Mystical Law Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Soccer and you're hearing your amazing artistry, poet, spoken word artist, soul, scribe, poet. It's, you just heard that amazing ode to Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. If you were a listener out there, you know, like, okay, where is this poem going? Where, 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 Stallone where going right now? But if if you ain't yeah. real music lover, you should have picked up all all those song titles that this queen just beautifully laid and laced throughout their poetry to give us a move. And uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'm you know I might have some problems after this show. I'm just putting it out there. I shouldn't put it out there, but I'm just saying I I, I love the old. To, to, to Marvin Gaye, while Prince is my favorite of all time, Marvin Gaye has my second favorite song of all time, which is uh, Sexual Healing. Uh, just to throw that out there, Queen, so I, I love that piece. And, again, wow. not to close out your you know, to close off your thought um, okay. from the previous segment, if you want to throw that out, then we'll jump into the beauty of what okay. poetry can do and lighten up the conversation because the last segment yeah. was definitely, as you said, a very difficult <laughs> one to speak to, but you can finish that thought okay. up real quick.
3: Lightly, I just wanted to touch on um, a little bit about the music, and we were talking about with you know society and what we're teaching the children, and you know um, Dio was saying on last segment of the show. just how important music is that's thought about uh you know megan you know we're talking about you know of course megan nostalgia you know you know her songs you know and a lot of people's song you know talking about you know i gotta make him pay for it you know he can't just get you know what he wants and so it's like you know the messaging just continues to be the same you know we're we're putting the message in he's got to pay for it he's got to pay for it and it's not being clearly explained to young girls so
1: <laughs> no nah, that's um, very important I'm okay. let me just throw this out and we'll jump into the marvin gay thing but just to even just we kind of reiterate that because i feel like the poetry that you're speaking to uh again this is but the beauty of spoken word is but just even throwing it out there um you know mm-hmm. and just to let anybody out there hearing it as men will tell you that you it's it's way more valuable than what i can pay for like it it, it just the, the beauty of Uh, of of what you as our queens bring to the table, the fact that you are our complimentary piece in this life. Uh, Again, hope to find my complimentary piece. Um, The value in that, as you kind of mentioned earlier in the show, how we will take care of it. We are not taking care of it if we're paying for it, just so. We you know just right. to throw that out there, but um, yeah, right. absolutely, Queen. Uh, thank you you know for <laughs> that thought. But again, again, we are humans, and we again we went one way, so we're, now we on the, the loving. <laughs> and again, again, I appreciate the old to Marvin Gaye. That is such a dope poem. If I could just oh, kind of say that, but if you to speak to to that poem and yeah, and and and, and, and you know what I mean, you kind of you know maybe you're showing your age, giving olds out to Marvin Gaye or I whatever. But you see, so you're younger than me though, Queen. So that's gonna prop give you props. Because, you know, as a, I remember when I loved Marvin Gaye as a young man, my mother's friends were tripping out, like, why does this kid love Marvin Gaye? What do you know about <laughs> sexual healing? Because I loved it. You know, as a young boy, it was my song, you know what I mean? Like, what you know about that? Why do you love that song so much? Singing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, say it again? Yeah, we grew up listening to that
3: stuff. My mama was playing Marvin, Anita Baker, you know. Uh,
2: Absolutely.
3: Gosh. uh, Tina Turner, um, George Michael, I was listening to all kinds of stuff, so, um, I, we got it from our parents, Luther Vandross, so, <laughs> but I'm so glad you noticed that, and I didn't know that I was attracted you, were going to play either, and, um, I, that's one of my favorites, a lot of people don't really say they like that one, I never really hear it, but it, I'm such a Marvin fan, he's like my, I would say top, you know, male, um, you know artists that I, I like, and then uh, as female is uh, Anita Baker, of course. So um, just the both of them are incredible. Um, and you know, I mentioned her in some of my spoken word. But Marvin's music was just classic, and it was just about you know loving and and taking care of each other. And you know he was you know he just expressed it so beautifully that I had to do an ode to Marvin. <laughs> down one day I don't know what made me do it and I said I'm going to put all of his song titles that I a lot of a lot of the ones that I like together in a poem and I'm gonna make it flow. and I connected them and I just I don't know (laughs) I was feeling really creative that I was able to hop from one to the other and make it you know make it a piece that made sense so um yeah so Pain. <laughs> it's different things you can do with spoken words, you know, you everything from singing to, uh, you know, beatboxing to, uh, you know, being creative, you know, with the way style of writing. You can do things that, you know, other people haven't done or done and just do it your own way, put your own spin on it. You know, but that's what makes spoken words so unique and also so powerful Yeah, you know, because words, words of course, are powerful. Um, if they weren't, we would have had leaders like, you know, Martin or Malcolm and, you know, um, um, Khalil Muhammad, who's in one of my songs, uh, Hands Up Don't Shoot, um, who's Muslim a leader. You know, words really do lead people, but uh, action, you know, followed by that, is, you know, is even more impactful. So um, I'm 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 blessed and I'm grateful to be. It's like you know, the gifted curse <laughs> to be able to use your words, right. and be able to be influential and gifted and and share. But
1: I, you know, I love it. No, absolutely. And what happens is, it's kind of like everybody has to kind of play their role, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, and that's the ultimate aspect of, if you want if you will, the term movement. And so, um, I know to a certain extent, you know, our community we're known for the ability to inspire with words and being great orators mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So sometimes mm-hmm. people get caught up in saying, you know, too much talking, too much talking. And what I know I often mm-hmm. say with mental dialogues, we have our discussion groups, at you know, once a month at Urban Grind. And so what I always yeah. say, I say, well, if we've been talking, I, says, I say, I say I understand people's um, disdain for the talking. You know, people say, we about that, we you know, it's time for action, it's time for action. <laughs> I say, well, I understand your disdain for the talking. I say, but unfortunately, we've been talking about the wrong thing for the last 20 years. And before you can act, right, you need to talk about the yeah. right shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying, and so, 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 the reason I love spoken word, uh, you know, just as like you said, just to allude to the last hour with Miss Dia and talking about what gets commercially pushed in music, and again, music being very powerful, mm-hmm. you know, music really just being an offshoot of spoken word, right, to a certain extent, and so in the spoken yeah. word community, we're still getting these very needed messages, like the piece yeah. we just talked about in the last segment. Again, the difficult yeah. it is for you to speak to it uh, when given the opportunity, you didn't just make something popular, you made something that was very necessary. And I can only imagine how the young lady that you wrote about how she mm. sees and thanks and again, probably very, um, probably very therapeutic, uh, for, you know, yeah. again, people that yeah. at the point of them willing to give out their story, they're only doing it to help others, right? And so for you okay. to be a, in a sense a soundtrack for her story, I can only imagine, yeah. you know, if, if, if you've done nothing else in life with your words, you've served her mm. and I will mm. say the older Marvin Gaye is enough for me. So if, if <laughs> So in that sense, if you you know that little saying that says if you've affected one life, well that would made all the difference, but you made all the <laughs> difference in the world to give a highlight to Marvin Gaye. So just be happy and be highlighted and
3: be,
2: and
1: you can go knowing I I helped the brother out. <laughs> I'm
3: done. <laughs> I'm telling you, you did, you did,
1: you did, you planted your garden, Queen. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, wow. you say, you say, people don't 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 like that. for it's because they're young bucks. They wasn't raised on that good old R&B soul. We was like, we was raised on. You know what I mean? So that's definitely yeah. the highlights of having, you know, for me. I mean, you, I think you said this as well. But having a young mother, you know, we we grew up listening to the same stuff. She grew up, you listening to. So I, right. I learned a a whole lot. And Marvin is that guy literally yes. that guy. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, for highlighting uh, a Marvin Gaye rightfully so, you know what I mean? And so, again, yeah. I, I hope people are loving this introduction to Soul Scribe, because I know y'all have heard her on the uh. show, uh, giving her, you know, her intelligent responses to different things, different <laughs> subject matters, you know, that, we, that we've had over the time, whenever we we're fortunate enough to, to, you know, get her on and within her her busy schedule, and um, you talked mm-hmm. about this. And can just mention this real quick before we go to another break, um, the, the balancing act, because I do know when I first met you, you were 100% committed on the poetry scene, and uh, mm-hmm. now I think you speak to just the idea of trying to find balance as an artist yeah. and, you know, in a sense, taking care of your children, putting food on the table, uh, you know, yeah. if, if you will. So you could just even talk about balancing that, because I know it's never easy for artists to figure out how much of my passion do I follow, Versus what's practical, and I struggle with that as well, but not you know not from an artist standpoint, but just even in doing them without law. Go ahead, Queen. Oh,
3: you want
1: to now? Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, just talking about oh. that balancing that, because I know it's not easy oh. for people that have creative, you know, creative passions such as yours. Like, how are you balancing that? You know what I mean? I know you made it available to the public, you know, in, in that sense. Yes. But I know like I so said when I met you, you were heavy on that scene. Constantly, yeah. I know you talked about now you're trying to balance that, especially with the children involved. If you can just kind of speak oh, to, yeah. to that balancing act,
3: well, it definitely was like I was always out, always constantly, you know, not as much as I wanted to be because I was married. So, <laughs> when you're married, you have a whole different responsibility. Um, uh, so balancing, you know, being a wife at the time, you know, working in corporate America, you know, then I eventually had a son. You know, it was just, it was a lie, um, you know, and, you know, some things suffer as a result of wanting to follow your passion. And, you um, know, I would even say that my husband at the time, you know, started becoming jealous, you know, started becoming insecure that, you know, I would end up leaving him for an artist, you know, he became, you know, uh, just, you know, very insecure oh, wow. because he was like, well, you know, you're, you're supposed to, you're you're my wife, <laughs> that's who you are, you come home, you, you go to work, you cook, you clean, You <laughs> take care of our son. <laughs> And so just trying to find that balance is very difficult because I, I had always, I had, I've been writing since I was about 14 years old. So, and then I was performing in college when he met me. And then I pulled away to try to, you know, build a relationship in life with him and lost who I was in that marriage. Um, and then when I wanted to go back to who I was, it was, it was difficult. So it, there definitely has to be a balancing act because people's relationships with family and friends or spouses do suffer as a result if they're not supportive of what you do. So so I will say that, you know, now I have a daughter who's three and, and, you know, I've had some struggles in the workforce. And, you know, back at now that I'm back in, in that, just trying to, you know, make sure that I don't nothing suffers. You know, I don't want my children to suffer. I want to make sure that they know I'm there. I love them. I'm, you know, doing what I can to be a great mom as well as do a great you know job at work, and all those things takes from your energy and sometimes your creativity you know um you're drained after a long eight hour day of work. <laughs> you go home, you gotta cook, you gotta clean, you know you gotta get ready for the next day, you gotta spend some time with your children, um whether it be homework or just you know catching up on some some stuff with Egypt, you know doing her alphabet, she's gonna start pre k next year, and so it's it's really it's about making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Number one, first, if you're taking care of yourself mentally, then you can really handle a lot of that balancing. But if you're not and you don't take time for mommy, you know, and take care of your own well-being and spiritual uh, care, then then it makes things really difficult. And so that's something that has really been able to help me lately. Um, it's just, you know, if I need therapy, I go to Yoga and meditation, I do that. I read. I do audio books. Mm-hmm.
1: I do things that help me Actually, keep we my We asked you up against the break. So, yeah, yeah no, I okay. respect you up against the break. Okay. So let me get this last break in. Um, you know, as I listen okay. to you, I'm going to say this because it's going to be a nice segue into our last segment. Um, but it sounds like you're getting your feminist your feminist thing going. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we come back. <laughs> this break. All right. All I ask is that you stay. We'll be right back.
0: If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong?
1: Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour.
0: I like those. What's their IG?
1: At moneymotivation.co.
0: But do they have any ladies gear?
1: Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go and everywhere I be. I don't even talk, talk, see still know with me. Cause I look
3: like money, smell like money, talk like money, even walk like money. She be beautiful like the sunrise over the ocean on a cloudy day. Strong like a single mother five kids, no job but still knows how to pray. She be confident like she know when to speak and when not to speak. Intelligent like she holdin' several degrees, classy like every time we speak, we should be sippin'. Tea. She be my sister, girl. My girl, if you need to talk, you know, I got you, girl. Down to earth so she never looks down on others around her. She be a fighter like a Sada Shakur. She be elated every time she can learn just a little bit more. Resilient like 1970s Afros. Fresh like 1980s Adidas Shelto, She be ATL's Grady's Baby. I ain't the killer, but don't push me. Sunday morning, sweet Sadie. Powerful yet humble. Fearless at war. She be Maya Angelou's phenomenal woman. Inspirational like Mahalia Jackson's. What a friend we have in Jesus. She be your motivator, not your hater. Because she celebrates other success. Sisterhood manifested. She be committed to her hopes and dreams like Michelle Obama to the president's team. She be loving. She be shining. She be bright. An overachiever at times, but still knows when to hop on a flight, never met a stranger. Free-spirited, she be passionate about other people genuinely. She be what black girls rock is all about. She be that whisper in your ear, don't ever stop swimming, don't ever doubt. She be that fuel to your fire when you're running low on energy. She, she be everything many aspire to be. She be that sense of humor in a crowded room that puts everyone at ease. That southern charm that makes you smile when a shoulder is exactly what you need. She be me, she be you, she be we, she be us. Beautiful, intelligent, confident, classy black woman. She be
1: me. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates special guest. So scribe for this morning's conversation with smart people as we hear another <laughs> amazing piece by this Queen. I was as I was saying that Queen coming back on, I was like, I sound like I'm on the uh the, the night show two you know, twelve hours looked oh after work. You get, got me we got with Marvin Gay. I'm like, what? I am like, why don't I sound like that? I don't sound like that. But, hey, welcome back to the mental dialogue talk show. Look at you know what I mean? Like who who's who this nigga out? I
2: <laughs> uh, that's what I was
3: wondering.
1: You got me up here changing my voice, Queen. What's going on with this? It's the mood, you
0: know. the Spoken word. Hey, you gotta, I got to calm
1: myself out of it. I told you, I told you in the beginning. I told myself, so they can't. You can't tell me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, what is, is this? After hours?
4: Ministry?
1: Yeah, welcome.
4: Midnight news. I know,
2: right? What give, you
1: know I'm saying? I'm white on. You know what I'm saying? i try to trying to audition for a position of the midnight soul hour. You feel me?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let me get back on point. Let
1: me get back on point because cause I took a little shot at you right before the break, you know what I mean, and, uh, oh, yes. you know, I talking about balancing that. that. <laughs> yeah, I took a shot at you. So we got to talk about it because I think that poem, uh, while, while a beautiful one, uh, as I listen to you explain the difficulty in balancing, uh, you know, life, if you will, at this point, again, you know, mentioning yeah. that even getting into this industry, I definitely agree with you. And like I said, this real quick before I even get into the, as I say, the feminist aspect of it, um, I definitely respect mm-hmm. the idea of having a a spouse who supports you. And it sounds like that wasn't quite the, uh, you know, a part of the situation. So, so right. I definitely understand there. Um, you know, even with mental dialogue, being a passion of my passion of mine, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, again find me a wife. So I have to understand, you know, the kind of time I try to give to helping our community in this matter. It's, it's, a, it's it matters to me, so I, I can relate mm. in that area. But as I listen to you describe, yeah. like you said, going back into the workforce, eight hours a day, coming home, like you said, affecting your creativity. Um, yeah. And I listen to that, and it makes me. As a man, and men quite often say this, but I want to speak about it, and let's have at least have a little conversation on it um i'm i and again, I'm not saying this is you in particular, but I do know when I used to meet you or whatever you would talk about in a sense, being a feminist, and I'm, you know never you and I have never talked about it in particular about where you stand with it, but I will say when I listen to that example that you gave, I hear yeah. in my mind as a man the idea of isn't this what the feminist signed up for and again, I'm not saying that's. Your take particular, but that's kind of how mm-hmm. I hear it that just signed up to yeah. do it all or uh, we've talked about on this show the indictment of being a strong black woman and we and I'll say this, and I'll let you talk that as as a man who dearly loves our sisters, that yeah. c- concept of strong black woman, I definitely understand that it came about out of necessity, so I don't say it from a lack of understanding mm-hmm. of how it came about. Mm-hmm. But I am yeah. overly concerned with the continuation of that narrative on our future generations and how we see family structure. So that's where I take yeah. my issue. But I'll jump off right there and let you get in where you fit in Quinn. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I definitely I hear what you're saying, that but that that is absolutely not what we signed up for. Um, you know, to be Barack Obama says he's a feminist. And all that means is, in the definition, is the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of sexes. So it's really just about political, economic, and social equality. Um, and so that, well, all that means is, I want to be treated fairly and right, you know, in in, in every circumstance. Um, and so that doesn't mean I want to go <laughs> go slave for eight hours and come home and you know then have to, you know do what I got to do at home. It just simply means I want to, to be treated fairly. If I want to vote and have a voice, I want to be able to do that. If I want to go to the workforce, I want to be paid fairly just as well as my male counterparts. You know, if I'm at home and I'm tired uh, and, and my husband's been at home all day, can he bring me a male just like I would bring him one? So it's not, it's not about one person being better than the other. It's not about a woman being better or a man being better. It's simply about serving each other. And I feel like we get so much further with that narrative than, um, you know, well, woman who stays at home and, you know, cooks and, you know, pretends to be this Stepford wife who's miserable um, because she's been reduced to uh, somewhat of a maid or servant, you know, when we all should, I feel like, serve each other, especially when we're in a romantic relationship. And so for me, that that's my take of feminism. Um it my it doesn't mean have your ass out, you know, um, but if you choose to, you shouldn't be raped because, well, you should dress better. You know, it's it's about, okay, if I want if I choose to do this, I'm a human being. You know, I should have a right to, you know, be human, to make errors and to also still be treated fairly, you know, um if if, if you know, something comes about, not simply because I'm a female, you know, you think well, you know she deserves it, or um she is asking for it <laughs> you know um it's just it's interesting, you know a lot of people look at feminists, you know that they they feel like we hate men or we're these angry lesbian women that hate men or that uh we're better than men, and that's simply not it we are just we're just saying, okay, men are you know in this in this country in the patriarchal system, you know are being treated better than women, and is that is that okay? You know, should I stay home all day and, and 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 not be able to voice my opinions about being tired you know because i was i've been a stay at home mom let me tell you I'd rather go to work <laughs> It is a hard job so when you say um being a stay at home mom is easy and they're just going to play tennis and you know have these little dates uh, with other women you know and go get coffee that is far from the truth uh, when I was married with, I was a stay at home mom for like maybe two years, it was way uh, harder
1: got, than going can I, can I jump in? Because I, I, I want to let you get it all out. I want to jump yes, in I, right I, there, if you don't mind. Yeah, right there. We don't got a lot of time on this segment, and I didn't want to make the whole okay. show about that. I wanted to highlight your poetry. You know what I mean? I think we've done okay. that very well. And again, I actually yeah, appreciate yeah. the piece, so let, let me say that before I hey, say what yeah. I'm about to say. <laughs>
2: Go ahead. Go on ahead.
1: <laughs> all right. So so let me let me just see at least throw this out. Um it's just I mean, you've made a lot of points that I could touch on again. We don't have time to do all of that. But I will throw out yeah. that plenty of and I can't I'm not speaking for all them, but I definitely know a circle of circle of us who absolutely understands that, that a stay at home mom is not easy. Um, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, mm-hmm. part of the reason that some men in the circle that I'm, I'm learning from these men. I'm not married. I didn't grow up with the concept of, um, I wish I didn't go up with it. My grandfather pretty much took care of the home of my grandmother work, you know, as well, which has kind of always been the case for African-American men and women anyway, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. so to, I mean, to a certain extent, we definitely know there were aspects of, you know, the man working. And, and it's not that we didn't have it, but not to the degree that we see in other cultures, if, you know, in this country, to be, if we're very honest about that, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. with that said um, – the men that I see in the circle who advocate for it, again, people can choose what makes sense for them, so I'll, I will say that before saying this. Um, but with that said, um, because we understand all that it does entail for those who are pushing for um, what, I, what I would actually go as far as to say there are natural differences within us, as gen, within the genders, that I can see how, the setup of the traditional man works, woman at home. I can see how it can work, and when I and I've seen it, and I my, my the biggest successes that I've seen in you know in my lifetime are coming from the more traditional value thing. It's not that the woman doesn't do anything. I'm not going that far with it, but what I'm saying is, in in that example, what I quite often see is the men are so thankful and support her in the sense that the role that she's playing for the children in the next generation, there's so much comes with that, that they won't, that mother to be the trainer, to be the teacher, versus sending them out to the public school system
0: and yeah. having to yeah.
1: compete with the BS they're going to get mm-hmm. in the world where within this family right. unit we can protect one another, support each other, and grow our wealth even better yeah. under this. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's just a, a sentiment that I see and I'm now learning from that I appreciate. it. Not making everybody do it, but I just know that in general the feminist movement would disagree with a lot. Of something that I think yeah. could be better for our community I and mean, we only got about a yeah. minute to go so I just wanted to throw you know just kind of go back you know jab tennis back and forth with you a little bit on it or whatever okay. but I thank can you so I, much for coming to on today yeah, yeah 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 yeah. we got a question up so I want to make sure you get your info out and how to get your cd more okay. importantly just to throw it out we only got a minute we can share that
3: mm-hmm. you can share that on your page but I'd rather say what I need to say okay. with regards to that
1: um, all right cool Yeah, you uh, have... say
3: that a lot of a lot of that was very oppressive uh, in the way that people, uh, the men treated the women. You know, my, my mother, grandmother, you know, was often beat, you know, at home with the children, cooking, cleaning, you know, and I do feel like we can get further with two incomes instead of one as far as wealth building. When I was married, two incomes was way better than having one. We we're able to stack, vacation, do a lot of really great things for our children. Um, and, um, you know, I just feel like we don't we don't look at it. From that aspect, I don't want to go to work, Montoya. I have to go to work, <laughs> and I don't want to be in a situation where I am. I am at home taking care of the children, and the man feels like, well, he can treat me any kind of way, and now I'm dependent on right. him. Right. Well, let said, think mentally, about what I mentioned.
1: Yeah, we're gonna close it yeah. out and play. I got a little yes. tribute song I'm going to play for the end of the show that okay. I'm going to lay out real quick. But the only thing I will say is when I say respecting her properly, it definitely wouldn't include any yes. of that abuse. That's definitely, I'm definitely, uh, Again, I know that it, that definitely existed or whatever, you know what I mean, so I'm not acting like that wasn't history or still doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about a situation mm-hmm. where the respect would not include abuse gotcha. of that nature, just to throw that out. Uh, but with that said, yeah. I thank you for being on. If you will, send me all of your info for how to get the CD and I definitely want to uh, make sure people have that information. Or your CDs, you have a couple CDs out there, so definitely send me all that information. For anybody out there listening, I will put that in the comments on the replays. For the end of the show, we're going to play a a, a tribute song that you heard a little bit of last week from Taylor Pace and Square Business Entertainment, our sponsor who's come back to us. Listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, we'll see you all next Saturday. Appreciate this song. We'll see you later in my flowers
2: right now, right now, a way to show me love when your face is full of tears. My mind cloudy and dark, there's so much I didn't get to say, there's a temple for you in my heart. Mm-hmm. I feel pain
1: as I envision the past Sitting down looking back at my past Memories of the fallen with whom I used to share laughs No longer here to be seen, no longer here to be grasped Life is one big show, I hate changing the cast When I heard Tia die, I swear all I could do was gas In college I was trying to get numbers after class Grandmama dying slow while I was trying to live fast Got regrets and emotions I can't control Time taking its toll Grandfather getting weaker still still the Made in my father's image and I came from his mold Showing love to my people as the story unfolds So just take time out to cherish the ones you love Before they lay in the dirt, soul floating above I give flowers daily, show respect to my peers And acknowledge everybody I can while they're still here teaching Show as much love as you can Since we don't know
2: what's next Express your love clearly So you don't have any regrets Give me my flowers right now, right now. Can love me and tell me and support me while I'm here. Give me my flowers right now, right now. Way to show me love when your face is full of tears. Give me my flowers right now, right now. Can me, even tell me and support me while I'm here. Give me my flowers right now, right now. Wait to show me love when your face is full of tears. When your face is full of tears. Give me my powers right now. Just love me then, tell me yes before me while I'm here. Give me my powers right now. So Way to show me love when your face is full of tears.